Broadcasting live from the Out of the Boat Ministry headquarters, you're listening to Cast the Net. Now here's your hosts, Matt Hynas and Sean Fraunfelder. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we want to thank you for another blessed day. I want to thank you for... Uh, um, just the opportunity to, to gather together again, uh, to gather together in uh, your name. And Lord, we thank you for uh, this past week. We want to thank you for the past uh, Thursday night, the conversation that we had there uh, during group. And Lord, we pray that you guide our conversation today. Um, Lord, we, uh, we have some things that are kind of heavy on our heart from one of the members of our group. Lord, we pray that you move in that situation. Uh, Lord, we know that everything that you do uh, is for your glory. And Lord, sometimes we don't understand what's going on and how come you're not uh, moving the way that we feel that you need to. But Lord, we know that you will. Lord, we trust that you will. We believe that you will. Lord, uh, again, we just thank you for all that you do for us. Lord, we love you. I want to pray this in the holy, powerful, and spotless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And welcome to CastNet Podcast number 2323. Brought to you by Out of the Boat Ministries. My name is Sean Fraunfelder, and I'm I'm uh, with uh, once again Matt Hines. Good morning, and Adam Shine on the soundboard. Good morning. So, how are good you guys day. doing? We're here. <laughs> I'm good. Okay, so we finished off last podcast talking about how um, we were going to make some changes. Mainly, you two are going to. Yep. All right. Yep. But it still motivated me to start this week too. So, how's it going? I had a couple of days through the week that I probably didn't eat the best, but um, yeah, I think portion control has been better for me. Um, there is a lot more thought before just randomly walking through the kitchen, looking in cabinets, and <laughs> opening the refrigerator. <laughs> Um, so I'm not gonna lie, you know, I had a had a little Bob's Pizza last night, but again, uh, the portion control was much much better. I didn't feel as guilty. Yeah. You know, you're still getting a pizza per se, but only taking a few pieces instead of the Half whole small the pizza. pizza. <laughs> you know, uh, I haven't had pop since last week. That that's really difficult for me. I love uh, Coca Cola, so um, those are all empty calories. So. Um, that's been better, but you know, the kids have all been harping at me to bring home pop, but I know I can't. Right. Cause if I bring it home for them, I'll be drinking it before, before the end of the week for sure. It's like having an alcoholic stop and bring some beer home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's getting there. But that being said too, the kids need to probably not drink as much. Yeah. I mean, it's not like the soda is on the top five list of things your kids should be drinking. Right. So, how about you, Adam? Uh, I've been doing pretty good. Um, we uh, went out last week and uh, was able to, or last weekend was able to enjoy a good, fun meal together, uh, me and my wife and one of my daughters. Um, but other than that, uh I've done well when it comes to trying to be healthier on the choices that I make uh, for eating. Uh, I've done a lot better at work. It's real easy to go over in the cafeteria and get junk. 
Um, and I've avoided that. Um, and, you know, thankfully my wife is encouraging the eating healthy and she's uh, kind of on board with it. So she is amazingly helping by cooking pretty much every night something on the healthy end, whether it be steak sometimes, which is always good and no matter what. Completely um, healthy. Absolutely. Hamburgers, you know, some veggies. Um, it's been good. Um, it's been tough at times, you know, avoiding the cake at work that's there too mm-hmm. is kind of tough. Um, but, uh, you know, we're, we're taking it one day at a time and we have short goals. You know, I know next weekend I think we'll probably go eat something good again. Um, but then jump back up on the bandwagon at the beginning of the week. Um, so far, I think that's going to work well for me and then uh, my family included. Uh, we'll see, but that's, that's the goal. The goal is to, instead of abstaining from the stuff I enjoy to eat forever, just monitor when I do it and sticking to that plan. Um, I've lost some weight since, uh, uh, June 28th when uh, I had that dream and I'm happy for that and seeing a little bit of progress uh, helps encourage me so still working on the energy thing uh, but I think because I've cut back calories and as big as I am at the moment that that's going to take a little bit I think um, you know my goal is get back under my, my initial goal is get back under 300 because um, I know I started feeling better once I was under 300 so you know, I'm excited to get there and uh, try and do it right. But, yeah, uh, it's good. Um, so that's the food portion of it. Obviously, you know, part of that dream was to, you know, speak into my kids' lives a little bit more and, of course, you know, have an opportunity to grow closer to God. And uh, there's been improvement in that as well. Um, my girls are slowly adapting. Um, and there's a couple of days that I miss, but, uh, you know, I'm purposeful and trying to remind myself that you know every day we need to spend a little bit of time in the word together um and i certainly have figured out that my girls are not going to remind me (laughs) 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 they uh (laughs) if i forget they are just fine about that but um you know i think it's going good and you know i think the last time there's actually questions being asked through reading some scripture and uh they may have been very light questions, um, sometimes maybe even just to try and throw me off, but, you know, there's they're still questions and give me opportunity to answer, and if I don't have the answer, to learn uh, the answer. So, you know, all, those are all good things. Um, you know, I've been spending more time in prayer, um, and it's, it's good. Uh, you know, I actually, I woke up at 6 this morning, um, and, I mean, God impressed me to be in prayer. So mm. I used the restroom, and I tried to lay back down and go back to sleep. <laughs> I didn't go didn't back work. to sleep. Nope. So I knew. It's like, all right, yep, I need to be praying. So I got up. I was praying. Um, and it was a special time this morning. Uh, so just being able to listen to that small voice of God, even though I may, f- you know, slip up here or there, uh, I may have completely ignored it and went back to sleep, you know, four weeks ago. So, you know, it's encouraging. There's there's some changes coming and, you know, feel some great things happening. But uh, yeah, definitely got to be on my guard because usually when God's working, Satan's not happy. So, yeah. And I think, I think that's kind of 
things that we've seen in the recent weeks and whatnot. So a couple of things I want to kind of pull together on that. So one, um, I'm a huge proponent for cheat day. That helps me out so much. Um, you know, so halfway through the week or, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, when the grind of that, you know, staying on that disciplined diet, but you can keep thinking like, okay, but Saturday, Saturday, I want to mow through, you know, a burger and fries. Um, so I'm a big proponent of cheat days. Uh, it work it works for me. Um, you know, because it's not so rigid constantly. I know a lot of other people are, um, you know, back and forth on it but for me cheat days have always worked but the other thing and i brought this up on the text message that you guys were on Mm. so i don't understand how come and we do this i don't know if it's a male pride thing or if it's just because um we don't view certain things in our lives as something that we need help from god on i mean so the thought process of okay, I need to pray so that I stay on a diet. Like, that's just not, because we're kind of trained to be able to say, yeah. well, no, you pray for the big stuff. Yeah. You know? But is that what Jesus says? No. Right. So, when you're struggling to stay on your diet, or you're struggling to, uh, you know, head out the door to go exercise, um, if you're struggling in your marriage and you're struggling during work or you're struggling through anything, I mean, we always reach out. Hey, guys, uh, you know, having a rough day today at work or I'm getting ready to go into a, a meeting that, uh, that mm. could go south. Like, could you pray for me? Why don't we do the same thing? I mean, we, we constantly lift each other up for different aspects. But, you know, this is an important aspect of life. Mm. Your health is a more important aspect of life. So how come you can't say, you'll have guys that will send a text message out that'll say, I'm really fighting the urge right now of looking at porn. Why don't we do the same to say, man, I'm really fighting the urge of going to Dairy Queen yeah. <laughs> and getting a blizzard. Yeah. Like I could use some prayer. I mean, do we, do we view that as... I, I think we we look at it and think, well, the Lord's got a lot bigger things he needs to work on than helping me not to buy a, you know, large hot fudge sundae, add peanut cream sauce on. You know what I mean? I think that's kind of where it falls in for us is we think, you know, we or or the other side is we think we shouldn't have to be asking God to help us with this. Mm-hmm. We should be able to do this on our own accord. Well, then you should be able to fix your marriage on your own accord. Right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, I think God understands the 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 power that food has over us because the vision that He gave Peter yes. about the Gentile church, He used what food? Food. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, there's a rack of ribs on that sheet that spread out. <laughs> <laughs> Shout rack. out to Starbrick Barbecue down in Nelsonville. Uh, <laughs> they got dollar uh, chicken wings today. Oh yeah, yeah. Those are good. As long as your today is today. Yeah. Well, if this comes, yeah. On Saturday. On Saturday. There we go. <laughs> and uh, Starbrook has been a great supporter of Out of the Boat Ministries in the past. So we, we do say that with a serious note of uh, we appreciate the folks at Starbrick. Um, 
So yeah, I guess that was one of the things that popped up, and um, and, and you're 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 spot on. I mean, I don't think I've ever asked for prayer to help me on my diet. I may have talked to God myself and said, "Hey, you know, I I know I need help with this," but but to reach out to my fellow believers, you know, to unite and have them have an opportunity to unite and say, "Hey, you know, we know that Adam doesn't want to do this, but it's still the urge is there. Let's pray for him." And those make differences. God hears that, and we don't. I've I've never asked for that, and you know it. When you said that in the text, I never had a chance to respond. It's like a, a light bulb went off. I was like, oh, duh. Mm-hmm. I mean, my health and my life is vital to, for him to share his gospel. Um, you know, he has a role for me to do that in this life. And if I waste it by being lazy and tired because of my unhealthy decisions. Then I am wasting his time in the it, that I have here to uh, share his gospel, whether it's with my family, with my friends, or with the, the strangers that I don't know in this community. Yeah, I mean, it. I think a lot of it is this this Western culture mindset. We only pray about the things that are, you know, that are big, or pray about the things that are bad, you know. But what I, I keep getting in my head of. You know, when Paul says, take every thought captive, mm-hmm. it doesn't say only take the ones captive that are about pornography or about sin or about, I mean, we just had a brother this morning text us and say, hey, we're, we're going to head off for a, you know, me and my kids are going to head off on a small little vacation. Can we pray for safe travels and pray we have fun? No one thought anything about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. We'll pray for that. We'll pray for safe travels. We'll pray that you have fun. But yet we think, oh, I can't pray. I can't ask for a prayer request to make sure that I have a a good week this week in my diet, in my health and diet or in my exercise. I mean, it's just kind of one of those things where like we need to break this barrier, break this thought process that there's only certain things that we can pray about and there's only certain things that we can ask for prayer about. I mean, if you're struggling to head into work, if you're struggling, I mean... I know this is going to be released after the next uh, Thursday night group, all right? But this is what Thursday night is going to be because I told you guys we're we're not going to do the video this week. We're going to have a conversation. So the Lord has really laid heavily on me, and it was this morning, that we need to confess our sins. You're going to bring your sins in here on Thursday night, and you're going to confess them to your brothers, and we're going to have a conversation about it. You need to get this stuff out, you know? And these are because th- these are things that guys need to be praying for you about. Yeah. No matter how small you may think it is, but we need to stop having this thought process of the shame of not sharing our our our, our sin and asking for prayer from for it. And then there's also this thought process of, well, that's not really important. I don't really need to ask for prayer. No, it's part of your life. Uh-huh. So whatever that aspect is, you know, if you're struggling with just like for me, like some of just the negative thoughts, some of the negative thoughts and attitude, like, you know, envy is really starting to creep in on me. Hmm. Like, um, but when was the last time that somebody sent a prayer out and said, Hey, uh, I'm, 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 I'm really struggling with the success of other people. Cause I feel like, but these are things that we need to get kind yeah. of used to for me. 
and, and I think diet, exercise, things like that, um, you know, I think that needs to, to kind of also be in there. For those of us who kind of struggle with it, there's other people who don't. Yeah. I mean, there's other people who have no no issue with it. So, and, and it's great for them. It's just the same as there's people who have no issue with pornography. Yep. Or alcohol. Yep. Um, you know, if you can pray for somebody not to drink a certain drink, why can't you pray for somebody to eat, not eat a certain drink? See what I'm saying? I yeah. think the Lord relishes in an ongoing all day long and evening long conversation with us. Yes. I think he Absolutely. he loves that. I you know, um he is a good father. Um you know, unlike us sometimes with our kids, where if our kids just talk to us all day long at some point we'd be like, Man, I need a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank goodness he's not like that. Mm. And I think if he, if we were to be able just to dial him up on the phone right now, he would just tell us how much he just enjoys us taking those thoughts captive all day long, you know, bringing these things to him and working through those, you know, for a lot of us, um, we go to the Lord only when we really need something like you call him the, the, uh, rub the genie in the bottle yeah the genie in the bottle type of deal um you know i think for a lot of us we're we're getting better that that's not when we go Mm -hmm. that that whether it's you know just in prayer simple prayer time like you had this morning adam or if it's we're some of us are taking every thought captive as best as we can throughout the day. And we have this, this ongoing dialogue with God, basically this open line of communication that never gets shut down. I think he loves that. He enjoys that because he knows when we keep that line open all day long, he knows he can really work. Uh, and then I, I think as you're talking about, there are some days where we're not getting very good cell service on that line. And so therefore it's not open all day for whatever reason of that we've brought stuff anger into our, our day or those type of things. Um, maybe sometimes those lines of communication are a little more difficult. And then at the end of the day, if we reevaluate the day, we probably go, yeah, that this day didn't work out too good. And that's why, you know, the line of communication that we had going with the Lord. But some of that too, <clears throat> I know for me is, um, sabotage by myself. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. so and uh, so I'll explain on that. Um, if my line of communication isn't open, like let's say for my cell phone, is it because the network's down, which is out of my control? Is it because I didn't pay my bill, which is fully in control? Or maybe I didn't plug my phone in the night before, mm-hmm. so it's charged up, and be in so that I'm prepared for the next day. So it's just like you starting out the morning this morning. Like, so my view of that is you you plugged your cell phone in this morning to make sure that that line of connection was was going to be good. Now. Other things that'll that'll pop up that may be out of your control. Yeah, there is. But are we preparing ourselves each day for mm. whatever it is that we're going to struggle with? I mean, because I know 
So I did good this week up until um, towards the end of the week where I was I was getting low on sleep. Mm. Then there ended up being a little bit of friction between my wife and I. So you get no sleep, a little bit of anger, and then I don't care. Yeah. I don't. So, um, but I didn't prepare myself the day before. I could have went to bed earlier. You know, I could have got, um, you know, better eating habit that day before. Um, you know, because I was de- I'll, to me, I was dealing with some cramping issues that night. <clears throat> That'll ruin so, your next day for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but again, I could have <laughs> yeah. ate better the day before that yeah. prevented that. I could have yeah. drank more water the day before that could have prevented that. So it just ends up being a snowball effect. Right. So are you preparing yourself for tomorrow right now? Are you setting things up so that you can be successful? You know, are you setting yourself up by not bringing Coke home to be successful? Are you setting yourself up for, you know, being in that position of finishing off the conversation, you know, this long communication at the end of the day mm. and then picking that back up in the, in the beginning of the day? Or, you know, are you up late watching stuff you shouldn't be watching? Are you getting, you know, are you rushing in the morning and, and not re, reopening that line of communication? So, yeah. And I mean, it, it, kind of wrapping back to what you said too, Matt, about uh, having that communication all day and involving the little things and sharing that with your brothers, you know, involving or what we think are the little things of food and, uh, you know, what we're having to drink, uh, pop versus water uh, or anything. Um, I mean, it all comes down to the goal is to become uh, essentially John 3.30, where it says he must become greater, I must become less. Um, mm. You know, he he needs to be a bigger part of our life, our whole life. You know, we need to empty our own thoughts and desires to to allow him to fill those. And I think that involves how we eat, how we uh, drink. You know, what snacks we do, uh, how our day goes at work. How how do how does God want me to have this conversation, even if it's not about him? You know, how can I glorify him in a conversation I'm having in a meeting? Um, and and like that, you know, pray for that and allow him to take over more of every part of your life, not just the, the bad parts that, that everybody can see easily as a sin, um, but and allow him to be a bigger part of it and, and essentially strive for him to be all of it. Um, I certainly struggle with that. I, I can start a conversation with him in the morning uh, and I pick it up through the day, but there are times I'm completely distracted just by what's going on or how I have to handle this or how I have to handle that. And this person that really annoys me is calling again and I don't even want to answer the phone. <laughs> I mean, I could go from having a powerful praise and worship session in my car mm-hmm. on my way to Columbus and somebody cuts me off and I think to myself, hmm, after those words just came out of my mouth, I thought, right. huh, I just went from having a great praise and <laughs> worship session to bleep, bleep, bleep. I'm just being honest, folks. If you're out there listening and that's not you, more power to you. I'm working that direction. But again, I think the very fact that we have that knowledge that comes into our head that goes, 
You just went from a great praise and worship session to saying these words. That's growth. You're, we're yeah. growing. Hopefully the next time I'll take those words captive before they come out of my mouth. Yeah. And I'll just flip the tables on the enemy and say, Lord, I'm going to pray for those people who just cut me off. Mm. Lord, I don't know what they're going to. Maybe they're rushing to the hospital. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're rushing to their daughter's mm -hmm. bedside who's about to give birth. I don't know. But that's the transition that we're looking for. That's the transition that we're, we're hoping that we can, yeah. can grow into. Okay, so, and I told you guys at the beginning of this, it's just going to be a <laughs> random conversation. So, yep. okay. Next category. All right. So, this is going to be some, a question. Oh, boy. Do you believe that personal agenda and the gospel can exist together? If your personal agenda <laughs> is the gospel... Yes. <laughs> but you're evil. Right. Mm. Yeah, that, the answer is pretty easy. Yeah, the answer is easy. It's the... Now, okay, so then here's the thing, though. So do we walk that out? Sometimes. Some days. Some days are better than others. Some moments are better than others in the same day. Mm. Right. I mean, because that leads into my next question of kind of how, like our, our society and our lifestyle. Like, do we have a biblical worldview world when it comes to that? This is part of the conversation we got into a little bit on, on Thursday night. Mm. Like, if you think of, we live in a lifestyle of instant gratification. Mm -hmm. Is there anything yeah. in scripture that is instant gratification? No. You know, we live in, I mean, my wife and I were just having this conversation this morning. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to to bounce around this topic as best I can without using any kind of names and divulging any kind of, of personal information, but enough for somebody who's outside to be able to follow what's going on. Okay, so um, we have a, a, a member of our group who uh, has a family member who has struggled with um, some addiction, um, who. Um, there's some younger kids that are involved um, in there. Um, but that being said, they, they poured into this, um, into their family member for a year, year and a half. Mm. Um, really, um, you know, really felt that's where the Lord was, was leading them, um, you know, moved some of the kids, you know, moved the kids into their house for a while. I mean, just really, you know, closely mentored um, their family member, you know, poured into them. Um, and then they start to kind of get on the right track and there's, and they kind of, you know, they start to get things back together. So they, they don't need to live with, you know, our, you know, our out of the boat member. So they get their own place. And, but that being said, you know, our out of the boat brother still has his wife and and his family that he needs to take care of, and um, so 
everybody kind of starts to get kind of back to life. And because we all get so wrapped up in our own personal things, and that's what Aaron and I talked about this morning, like, we should have stepped in. We should have stepped in when, you know, our brother had to get back to his and couldn't folk like, but we don't. We're all so focused on our own mm. world, our own small world that we have that we don't step in to give assist. Like there's times when people need a break. People, get, I mean, and, and the enemy watches these little moments because I'm telling you, I, I view her as the the one sheep that wandered away from the herd, the 99, and the wolf took her down. All right? And it's not our brother's responsibility to, it's us collectively as a body mm. of Christ. Yeah. And I told her, I said, I, I, f- I feel as guilty as anyone else because we should have been watching out for the signs. Yep. But I get so wrapped up in this, stupid COVID stuff, Mm. you know, I'm going through, you know, we shut the shop down. I I started another job. Um, I, and so I get so wrapped up in my own whining and crying that my blinders are on and I don't see it. So, so when I say, do we truly have a biblical worldview that's the part where I think the body of Christ really kind of drops the ball. Well, let's be honest. This whole, as America, um, the programming that we've been under since we can recall has been that it is all about you. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe in the uh, in the eighties. It wasn't as much as it was in the 70s as it wasn't as much in the 60s. But like from the 90s, the early 2000s and now, it really is this like the heaviest push that I've ever seen where it is about you. You do whatever you want. Just go out there and do what you want. Say what you want with social media and what that represents. Um, It really has become that it is all about you and Christians as well. I mean, me yes. as well. Uh, I mean, that's the definition personal, of social media. Yeah, more on the personal level of you know dying to self and thinking about others as Christ would want us to. I, I got in trouble with my wife this week. Oh no! Was it because you didn't clean the baseboards? Nope, wasn't no. because I didn't clean the baseboards. Uh, Thank goodness. Um, but I got upset on Thursday because before I even walked in the house, I heard my nephew, great little kid, three years old, not very good at talking yet. So he screams a lot and he runs a lot. He's an active, good kid, but he was there again and not downstairs where uh, the mother-in-law would be watching him, who's typically the babysitter, but upstairs with my wife. And I already listened to him the day before running around my house. And I wasn't 
I didn't want him up there again. Mm-hmm. I walked in, and the worst thing could happen is him and my wife are right there at the door because they're going to head out to take uh, my daughter to work. And I said some things. Then I said some more things later when she got back. Then I said some more things right before I came down to group. And I was trying to explain my feelings and how I feel about this, but there's still anger and frustration behind that. But, but even yet, here's the thing. They were my feelings and how I was frustrated and I want to relax when I come home. I don't want to hear this. All this junk that was about me where, you know, maybe that kid's up there because he's another kid I need to pour, in, pour, pour into because he could, could definitely use it. Mm-hmm. He's still young. I mean, I'd have a lot of time with him to pour into him. Um, but no, it was all about me. And, and even when I was trying to, because I knew I hurt her feelings, and I don't like hurting my wife's feelings. It, it hurts me and pains me when I see that I've done it. But I'm still so good at trying to reconcile and still hurt her feelings at the same time. Mm. <laughs> I am great at that. That's a special I'm like, gift. I'm just, to I'm just trying to explain to and- I'm sorry I was I was angry. I'm sorry the way I said things, but but here's what I'm trying to say, and I keep digging and keep pushing. I'm bad about that. Yeah. Um, and you know, it wasn't until going through group and then praying and thinking, it's like, oh my, I completely missed the boat. You know, it shouldn't matter. You know, so what if he's running around? You know, play with the kid so he doesn't have to run around. You know, make it less about me and more about pouring love into my family, whom he is a part of. Uh, and if I would have done that, then I wouldn't have caused tension with my wife. She wouldn't have been upset with me. I wouldn't have inadvertently hurt my grandmother or my mother-in-law's feelings because she overheard everything I was saying. So I made it even worse. So not only is the, the wife in, upset, but so is her mom. That's dangerous, mm. by so, the way. <laughs> just to be clear, everyone, Adam has been homeless since Thursday. <laughs> is, that, is that what you're telling us? Yeah. <laughs> you got home and the locks have been changed out. Yeah. It takes a lot of grace for her not to do that for me, and I'm thankful. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, I didn't get it still when I came down to group. And, you know, and thankfully God was still able to speak to me in group about other things. We had a great night. But, you know... He, he really pressed into me. It's like, oh, you're, the classic saying, it's not about me, you know? Yeah. And God can use me there. And he, I completely failed. I'm um, thankful that my wife is a forgiving wife. Um, but, you know, I hurt her feelings. And that's just wrong. Listen, I hurt my wife's feelings for years and years, trying to make everything about me, what I deserved, what I needed. Um, I sent this text this morning. I, I don't share this for, for boast. I share this because um, I, I needed, I wish somebody would have told me this early on. I sent this to Jared Bramlett from the protest. Mm. Someone's They're, having a wedding today. Yeah. I said, my prayer this morning is that you have many, many happy, blessed years of your marriage and that the Lord is always first in all you both do. Love your wife like Christ loves the church and be a humble servant to her. And I caught that from you um, when you um, officiated, you know, my daughter's wedding. Mm -hmm. And that was one thing I I really heard from you. I couldn't tell you, I I honestly couldn't tell you what uh, the pastor said 
when my wife and I were married. I know it wasn't anything like that. And so I really sent that to Jerob more of a learn from me, Jerob. <laughs> Listen, the more you learn to serve your wife and, and I'm still trying to be better, mm -hmm. I'm better than what I used to be. Yep. But um, there were year after year after year where uh, I would work full time and I would just pretty much come if I had a day off I was going to the golf course Didn't matter what my wife had planned didn't matter how many of the kids she was there taking care of it was all about me and if you really get down to My opinion in most marriages the issues are all about when that's the same mentality from both partners mm -hmm. they're they're both trying to take care of what they need instead of trying to serve the other. Mm. And, and again, John, that's the one thing I really caught um, from that great short message that you did at Jordan's wedding, which was, you know, we need to be serving the other as Christ loved the church, as Christ served the church yeah. in his own death on the cross. Yeah. Like the greatest servant that ever walked that's how we need to be in our marriages. And so I think where we get into trouble, I get into trouble is where, you know what? I deserve that. I deserve that Land Rover. I've been wanting. I deserve that. You know, even though my wife goes, you know, we, we probably don't need that. <laughs> well, I deserve it. <laughs> right? Like, and, and listen, let's go back. Let's, let's do a quick history lesson from thousands and thousands of years ago. Did he really say not to eat from that tree? You know what you'll get if you eat from that tree, right? Mm -hmm. You'll be like the gods. You'll have their knowledge. You'll have that power. Is that what he really said? You, you need that. It's never stopped since then. Mm -hmm. Right. He's only been able to hone it much, much better over time. So... You know, congratulations, Jareb, uh, on this great day. Yeah. Um, but to, to any guy who's out there listening to this podcast today, man, learn from me. Please, please hear me. Um, be a servant to your, to your spouse. Be a, be a humble servant to your girlfriend. It isn't all about you. You don't need those golf clubs. You don't need to go out with your buddies and have a few brews because you've had a hard week. Trust me, your spouse has had a hard week too. Mm. Um, take it from me. Learn from me. <laughs> this will make your marriage better in, in these areas by doing these things. Mm. It might seem tough, but trust me, the road will be much, much smoother. Yeah, and... and so that was, so uh, so I've got another daughter of yours coming up here that I'll have another message for. How many daughters do I have? Yeah, you've a, got a lot. lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yes, I do. But it's going to be under under the same kind of because that's you wish you could give people the advice. Sometimes people just need to make the mistake themselves. You do. <clears throat> so my thought on that was. Look, your daughter and, and her husband, um, you know, they're going to make mistakes and they're going to go through times when it's about each one. 
but I was just hoping that there would be a little bit of a nugget that at some point in time they could go back and say, I I think Sean said something about this in Scripture. Let me go see what it um, what it means, what it says. But the fact of so much um, struggle or animosity or whatever you want to um, whatever you want to call it in our marriage would go back to are you viewing it as something as a servant or are you viewing it as for you to be served? Yeah. Um, so at no point in time did Christ ever come here and view that he needed to be served in anything that he did. Even though he had all right, right to, to, to say it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think, so we get this, this Western mentality, this Western thought process and I think there's some things that the enemy's been really good at at making it seem like it's not a, a bad thing. I mean, what's one of the slogans of, of America? You know, we pour ourselves up by our own bootstraps. Like, mm-hmm. that makes it about you. I mean, one of the things that keep popping in my head is during Christmas time, you get the same commercials. These people that went out and bought a car for their... Now, if you really think about that, that's one of the most irresponsible things you can do as a couple. Now, unless you're independently wealthy, but like for us who are in the middle class, that is one of the most irresponsible things you could do is go out and make a major you know, financial purchase without your spouse knowing what you're doing. Mm. Like that's completely, but what's the commercial making it? About you. Mm-hmm. You know? It's called programming for a reason. Yeah. So... I think these are things that we need to kind of start backing up. I mean, the whole, do I think Amazon is a bad, is a bad thing? No, but getting the, but beating into the thought, it is making us more impatient as a society. Mm. Well, what do you mean? I got to wait till Tuesday. Right. I mean, right. we talked about this at group. I, mm. I, I, man, I remember. You know, when I was younger, I was into skateboarding, so I'd get to, you know, Trans World Skateboard magazines, and 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 these companies would have like a one-page article and or one-page ad. I'd get the phone number, credit cards were just kind of so so you know I'd save up my money, and my parents would give me their credit card, and I, you know I'd give them the money, and I'd call up, and I'd order me a new deck, and it'd take weeks. I can remember checking every day coming home because we didn't have tracking numbers. Right. So you literally uh, had no yeah. idea when it was going to show up. But I'd come home checking every day. If it was in the middle of summertime, I would. I, I, I can remember sitting in a certain spot on the couch because I could see if the UPS guy was going to come by. Like, could you... We wouldn't be able to function right now if it was that way. Yeah. But what, what, what keeps... What, this is where I think... It's a dangerous path that we head down when we don't take everything captive and we don't we don't step back and look at things and say, okay, well, like what's what's going on here? Like, is this what what is this programming us to think? <clears throat> James four four, you adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, mm-hmm. whoever wishes to be friends of this world makes himself an enemy. Of God. Yeah. It's so powerful. I mean, we have to be careful of getting the mentality of it's about me 
or getting the mentality that it's about my family. You know, my time That's even is harder. My yes. time is to be devoted to my family. While you fall, while you see it, one sheep off on its own mm. getting taken down by the wolf. Mm. I mean, that's the part where I think, is it a bad thing to be self-sufficient? Is it a bad thing to say, you know, look, I, I picked myself up. But to think that it was all by your own power, mm. right? I there think that's the, that's the part where it's dangerous. Mm. And this, right this thought process of, um, you know, getting more and more involved into the world and not stepping back and saying, okay, is this agenda? Is this company? Is this organization? Is it a biblical type of worldview that they have? You know, are they doing this for the glory of God? Are they doing this for the glory of said company or said organization? So, so that's going to segue into... Uh, most people don't know, so it'll be an announcement here that Out of the Boat Ministries has become an official 501c3 nonprofit organization. Yeah. So we're legit. Ta-da. And we're too legit to quit now. Yep. I knew it was coming. Yep, you knew it was in there. <laughs> yeah. Um. So who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have thought? So I guess the, the the segue of this into is what's your in your wildest dreams you wouldn't have thought that we would have been here no. on the drive back from um, Washington Courthouse. Washington Courthouse. <laughs> uh, would you have ever thought that we would be here? You know, and and not that a five hundred one is just some major major accomplishment, but the fact that we it's the fact of the people that God has assembled together. Yes. You know, there are certain members that needed to be brought into this group for us to be able to get to this point. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, uh, without some of those, this wouldn't have happened just because of the skill and the talent that, that each one of the, these people have. So last night, uh, so over um, the last several days, Joy and I started to paint the wall that goes up the hill to our house. Oh, yeah. Um, and so she's been working the last couple nights, so I've been trying to get it finished up. Um, last night I was out there and I was painting, and there's a purpose to this story, trust me. <laughs> so as, as I'm painting, <laughs> some, of the, some of the facade of the wall has crumbled over time. But behind that is a solid wall of bricks. So in a way, you might look at that wall and think it's crumbling and it's not got a hold, but there's a solid wall of bricks behind it. It's not going anywhere. Mm. It's just that fascia on the outside. So as, I, as I'm painting all over that, um, just to try to give it a little depth so it doesn't look so bad, per se, what the Lord was reminding me is when this wall was built, it was brick by brick by brick. It took time. It didn't happen in one day. This wall took several days. But what the Lord reminded me 
here's where we're coming back around, is that's how out of the boat has come. He knew that we just couldn't start out all of a sudden being a 5013C company and having this big place and, and having this great equipment that we're talking on right now. He knew there had to be time. He knew that things had to happen. Certain things, we had to go through things. And so then he kind of took me on a little personal route um, about myself. But the bigger piece, though, was that just that general reminder of you, you have a lot bigger things is out of the boat that are coming, but it's in my timing, and you have to mm. go through things. And as you said, he when he was building out of the boat, he kept putting one brick at a time. He kept bringing one other member at a time that would bring something for us. One other member at a time that would be the next piece that filled out the 5013C paperwork like a hot knife through butter. <laughs> you know, we'd still been working on that in 2030. No, <laughs> you know. Without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, that's kind of what I got last night. Um, you know, the Lord kind of works through some of the weirdest things for me. Like who would think painting a brick wall the Lord would would work, but but He chose to do so in that way, um, and I and I appreciate that. And it was very humbling just to kind of think about all the people, all the bricks that He has put in the wall of out of the boat, people that He has brought to the ministry that just bring such depth to who we are. It's been amazing to see. So, just for conversation's sake or um i'm a i'm a i'm a a dreamer it it drives my wife crazy because i love to dream um and it's it's typically big you know it's never a dream of you know something small um so you know kind of thoughts or 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 anything on because this this opens up a lot of different doors you know um opens up different avenues to go. Um, so I, I guess any kind of thoughts on, on what you uh, maybe envision or maybe the Lord has laid anything on you uh, or maybe it's just kind of a, hey, this would be great. Um, you know, when it comes to you know, your thought of where this could go. I know, I know the first thing I think of um, in regards to... Uh, taking this next step with this uh, 501c3 um, or however you say it. I'm not quite sure the order of the numbers, but... uh, 501c3. Okay. (laughs) P.O. I couldn't resist. And and I think think that we have this already um, as just out-of-the-boat ministries, but, you know, I'd like us to be able to take advantage of this in a way that, and I don't know how that looks, whether it's financially with more people volunteering their time, but uh, to be a place where our community has an ability to rely on. So, you know, they know that community-wide, well, I bet you Outbuilt Ministries might have an idea or they might be able to help us with this or, you know, all kinds of things. But in the midst of that, we also get to speak into people's lives and speak into uh, their lives with our own stories, with uh, uh, our relationship with God. So obviously it's deeper than just helping people. I mean, we are called to do that as Christians, but 
where there's opportunity to help people, there's opportunity to share the gospel yeah. in his time and in his way. And sometimes that is just by action and the love we share with others. But I, I think this could give us an opportunity to expand upon that. Um, you know, and there are so many other wonderful slash crazy ideas that I could have, you know, you know, we could, we could do so many great things um, that, would be great for the community could be fun uh a positive influence for community members um there, and there's a lot i've always um, from the day i stood in my kitchen and the lord spoke clearly into my mind someday you'll you'll have a ministry you'll be called out of the boat you know for several years i sat on that and then um a few years before things really took place a few years before I got to know you, I was kind of going down this path of a place in the community where you could get a, a meal every night, a community kitchen, whatever you would want to call it. And I, I really was digging into that. I don't know that that's ever gone away. It's always been there in the back of my mind. I don't know if if it's just there because that's where I thought the Lord wanted me to go, or if maybe that is something that we might transition into, you know, part of me would love to see something like a, a massive complex that is basically like a YMCA where there's a pool, where there's a exercise rooms, where there's a basketball court inside, um, where there's a kitchen. You know, that song's in my head now. Right. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, but you know, we just talked about how there's really no place for the kids. We've heard that for how many generations now in this community? I mean, when I, yeah. When I grew up, right. Or so when we grew up here, yeah, we heard that, you know, and so, uh, that's a big, that's a big dream, right? Uh, uh, to have a complex that would encompass a YMCA type facility that would encompass uh, a food kitchen, um, that that's a big dream and and that's a lot of money but here's the thing god doesn't he doesn't see money like we see money you know if he if, if it's he, the lord's will it's the lord's bill yeah um thanks ja yeah <laughs> that's where i think when it comes to out of the boat and where we're going to go the sky's the limit as long as as long as we remain humble, as long as we're seeking the Lord, as long as we're Amen. doing what he asks, yep. uh, I believe we are where we are, not by our own accord. We are where we are because the Lord has blessed us. We're here because when the Lord would say, do this task, we would do what he asks. And so uh, I know I know we are going to move and transition into something that Five years from now, we might we might look back and say, "Do you remember number twenty three where we talked about <laughs> where do you think we'll be?" And it could be clear on the other side of the world of where we think we might be. But um, that's that's kind of it for me. Uh, I see this grandiose community building that encompasses all those things, but the soup kitchen um, that's something that. Uh, that's something that's always kind of been there for me. So, um, this may ruffle some feathers. Uh-oh. Um, this is just how my mind works. Um, 
It makes no sense to me from a biblical worldview standpoint, from a Christianity type view standpoint of how you can live in a community, be part of a community where there are kids who go to school without food, um, with shoes that are too small or clothing, not, um, not, not clean or not fitted right. Um, how they go into school with no one really worked with them at, that night, school wise, and they they didn't have a good meal the night before. Um, the addiction problems that are in this community, uh, the homeless problems that are in this community, and then you can have a church or multiple churches uh, that are sitting on hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank. Uh, there's no place in this town where they could get, where somebody can go each day to get a hot meal, just one meal. There's not. Uh, there's no place in this community where if your kid doesn't have any shoes to wear that you can, you know, you can go to. Um, there's no place in this community that if you're a woman and you just got physically abused by your sp- your spouse you can go to. Uh, there's no place in this community that if you're a young teenage girl and you, you're pregnant, you just don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Society's telling you that you can easily get rid of this problem. Um, there's no place to go to be able to talk to somebody uh, for support that way. And the list can go on and on and on. Right. But in the meantime... We do have some fancy buildings that we can go to on a Sunday for a couple hours. Um, but, and, and, and I've used this analogy before. I was talking to somebody who at the time was in the banking community and, and was also on leadership at, at uh, one of the local um, churches around here. And at the time, I still had to shop. And I asked him, I said, okay, so, you know, you're, you're in finance. So I said, so let me tell you. If I come to you as a business owner and I say, man, I need an expansion loan, and uh, but I'm only really busy two days out of the week. The other three days out of the week, I, I, don't, I, I don't really see anybody. There's a couple people here, but I don't really see anything. But man, those couple days, I am slammed. I need a bigger place. I need more, I need more money for that. What would you tell me as a loan officer? He said, well, I would tell you to spread it out throughout the week. Like, there, that's not enough basis for you to, but yet that's the basis that churches use to grow on. Mm-hmm. So the hundreds of thousands of dollars and millions of dollars that are that are spent on, on beautiful buildings when literally blocks away, there are people who are going, that does not make sense with me. It does not make sense. So... When you're talking about a community type um, place to go to, um, is out of the boat the place that's going to fill that niche? I I don't know. Um, Would it be? uh, It would be a cool thing, Um, but I don't know if that's where the Lord's going to lead us to. Um, I mean, I think it would have a massive effect on on this town, Um, but. 
Yeah, those are just things that I, they just, they don't make any sense to me. I can't read through Scripture, and when Scripture says, don't store up in barns your treasures, I mean, but yet, the churches that we go to do the exact thing, you know? I remember hearing Grubby one time talk about how, you know, if if, if the church fully trusted in the Lord, then at the end of the week, all their money would, would have been given away because they would, they would trust the Lord would bring in what they needed for that week. I mean, that's what, that's what, that's what he would ask his congregation to live by. Yeah. But yet his organization, but yet the church doesn't live by the same. But do we not do this because we've created these mass structures and we've created sure. this and now we have to pay for all this stuff? Like, I guess that's the part where I'm just kind of, I, I don't know, I, I can't. At what point in time did Jesus have a fundraiser and build a new temple? If so, I missed that chapter. Yeah, I don't remember reading that chapter either. Okay, I was just wondering if you guys could lead me into in what chapter no, that was. I mean, I, at I what do point remember when he did, did go into the temple on as Pastor Brian taught us two separate two occasions that he was flipping tables and he had fashioned his own whip. Yeah. I mean, at what point in time did Paul have a building campaign? What was more important to Paul? To spread the gospel yeah. or to build a new building? Yep. Put it into people. Right. So are we in the position that we're in because we bought into Western Western thinking of Christianity? Right. So... I didn't expect for a 501c3 question to go there, but... Hey, the <laughs> Lord's sickness a lot of different places today. Yeah. Um, I just want to say one thing before we wrap up, and I'll let you guys, if whatever you have on your mind before we wrap. Um, here, here's what I want to say. So the COVID is ramping back up, supposedly. Um, everything in the news is totally over the top. Everything in the news is totally doom and gloom. Um, listen, folks. Stop watching the news. Yeah, stop watching the news. Do your own homework. If you don't agree with what I agree with, that's okay. We, we can still be cordial to one another. Um, we can still talk very professionally and personally nice to one another. Um, It's time for the Lord's church to rise up. Mm. It is time for Christians to come out of their slumber and understand there is a time coming very quickly that is going... If we think it's bad now, the Bible is very clear. There is a time coming that is going to be literally disastrous. Millions of people are going to die. We don't know when that is. 
um, we can kind of have an idea that we're probably getting close to that. But what we're not supposed to be doing is fighting with one another about politics, about Trump or about Biden or about wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. What we need to be doing is coming together as a church and pushing Jesus. Mm. Jesus saves, pushing that if you don't know Jesus, you need to know Jesus. And we need to be loving on people. We aren't going to get anybody to listen to us about Jesus after we rip their tail about why Biden is an idiot or vice versa. If you love Joe Biden and you're trying to tell somebody how Trump is an idiot and they like Trump, they're probably not going to listen to you about Jesus. And so that's what I wanted to get off my chest in the end is church. It's time to come together. And if the one thing that can bring us all together in these days, if that one thing isn't Jesus, then we need to reevaluate where we are with Jesus. But, and, and here's my thing with, with, with the COVID and, and the gospel. So at work, when it's, when it's first all started out, we didn't have to wear a mask. wasn't transmitted that way. This comes from who we've been told is the infectious disease expert for all 320 million people that live here in the U.S. There's just one guy, okay? The expert, knows it all, okay? So we're told it wasn't going to be transmitted that way, so we didn't have to wear a mask, and that the virus lives on. I mean, we had somebody at, at, our, at where I work, his job was once an hour, to go around and spray down all the surfaces because we were told this virus would live for seven days on the surface. All right. Here we are a couple months later. Now we're being told the only way this can be transmitted is from what are they? Water droplets that come out of your mouth, whatever they, you know, that's the only way it can be transmitted. So we all have to wear a mask and that the virus can only live up to like 30 seconds on a surface. Again, the same expert that told us the stuff at the beginning is now telling us this, right? In four to five months, you see the drastic change. In 2,000 years, the gospel's never changed. Mm. Yeah. From the beginning of time, the Bible has never changed. It doesn't change. Facts and truth don't change. Mm. The truth is God created this earth. God created you. And God loves you. Yes. That's the fact. That's the truth. Amen. And that will never, ever change. So I just want people to look into the world that we live in to see how it constantly changes, how the experts constantly change. But the one thing that will never change is that Jesus Christ came to this earth, was born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, bared the punishment that was due you and due I willingly went to the cross to bear that. Gave up his spirit, was put in a tomb in a grave for three days, and rose again. And he came back because he loves me and he loves you. That will never change. Mm. You're preaching now. I love so, it. For anybody out there who may be listening to this who is wondering... Um, who is confused about what's going on right now, 
has sees how things constantly change, understand that there is one thing that will never change, has never changed, and will never change. That is the undying love that God has for you. So what I'm hearing is uh, look to Jesus. And uh, from a song I heard the other day that impacted me, this republic's still worth saving. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, we didn't have much to talk about, but we did it for over an hour. <laughs> We're good at that. So, all right. Any anything anything final? No. I think we covered enough for we did for this <laughs> this day. go around. So. Again, we just want to thank everybody who listens to this. Yes. Uh, if you guys want to reach out, there's multiple ways you can reach out to us. Uh, we do have a Facebook page. Um, we do have a website, uh, outoftheboatministries.com. Uh, you can reach out. There's a, a link there that you can send us an email. You can reach out that way. Um, I believe, I don't follow too closely on how we how we post up on the uh, for the, the podcast episodes, but I think people can reach out that way too or comment that way. Maybe. Um, I think so. Yeah, Jamie so, handles that for us. So. Yeah, so there's multiple ways you can reach out to us if you want to reach out to us. If please, you're local... If please you're, reach out to us. Yeah, mm. if you're local, uh, Thursday nights at 6.30, uh, 57 West Hunter Street, uh, you're more welcome to come join us. Um, if you're a guy. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday nights at 6.30, 57 West 2nd Street. Uh, for, for females, that's Grace and Grit. Uh, they'd love to see you there too. Yep. Uh, August 8th is Move the Hills. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be a different kind of uh, different kind of event this year because of this COVID. Uh, but we're still going to love on the community. We're still going to be able to hand out uh, shoes and backpacks, school supplies, things like that. I don't know quite know. I know the the reopening was just released on how they. I guess they're going to try to reopen the school if that'll even happen. We're not sure. But either way, uh, this is uh, something that we felt the Lord called us to. So we're going to continue to to um, to do it. It's just going to be in a different fashion. So we're not going to have the the musical concert at the end of the night. But we are going to be able to uh, hand some shoes out to people, be able to give people the gospel, love on people in the community. Uh, that, that's that's where we feel we, we're called um, when it comes to out of the boat. Uh, it's going after men, you men that are out there who are apathetic in your walk. Um, we're, Christ has put us on a mission to come after yeah, you. We're looking for you. Um, and uh, also to love on this community as best we can. So, uh, so if you're interested, uh, if you want to just come uh, volunteer, uh, reach out to us. Uh, we're going to need plenty of volunteers for that day. Uh, if you want to just come and be part of the event, you can come do that too. Uh, we'll have uh, safety measures that we'll put up uh, for that for that day. We, we have met with the local health department and gone through guidelines there. So uh, it'll be a great day to, to glorify Christ, to glorify Amen. the Lord uh, for all that he's done uh, and how he's working um, working out his plan. So, uh, so anyways, if, if you, if you want to, please join us. All right. You want to close this up, Adam? Sure thing. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for our conversations this morning. I thank you for the conversations that give us an opportunity to grow with you, to watch our brothers grow in you, um, and to be able to share that growth with, with the world, essentially. Lord, I thank you for this, uh, this uh, means to share your word to other people that we may not even know. And Lord, I pray that you take it and you you uh, multiply it in the ways that you see that is in your will. 
Lord, I thank you for my brothers here, and I thank you for the time that I can spend with them. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You've been listening to Cast the Net, a production of Out of the Boat Ministries. For more information, follow us on Facebook at Out of the Boat Logan, or visit our website, outoftheboatministries.com.